everyone, everyone, Sanjay Uchiha here, and welcome back to the channel where today we'll be talking about Boruto Manga Chapter 45, yeah? <laughs> but as per usual, be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. Let me know your thoughts on the chapter, and of course, leave a like and your thoughts, and you know, tell me what you think about my review here. But without further ado, let's get right into it. So Chapter 45, honestly, if I'm being quite honest, my initial impressions of it, if I could coin a phrase, it would be a double-edged call-to-action chapter. Now, what do I mean by that? It, it's one of those chapters where the main cast is presented with a lot of information that gives them a general or great idea of what the current conflict that they need to actually, or the current problem they need to solve or overcome is. But, and of course, it kind of leads into things or makes it allows build up for the characters to decide what to do with the information. But at the same time, it consists of a lot of information that us, the audience, already know. Or, for the most part, it's not too much of a stretch beyond our current knowledge of the series, basically. So, even though a lot of the current casts are brought up to speed where the Otsutsuki are concerned, the information, for the most part, is information that, like, at least 6% of the information in this chapter was presented by Amado. It's information that we already know, speculated on. Or, for the most part, the next 40% quote-unquote that we probably may not have known. It's not it's not a stretch of the imagination to say, oh, I tell you X and you're saying like, oh, given the information I already know, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that makes sense, that's believable. That's the vibe that this chapter gives me. And I'm not going to lie, in terms of the part where the information that we already know is concerned, I did not like how... A lot of the characters were portrayed in this chapter in terms of their reactions to the information um, but let me take it step by step so the chapter starts off where we left off last chapter with Amado essentially still seeking to get an audience with Shikamaru and Naruto and the main cast of characters that we see in this chapter of course what I do like about this chapter though is that we have Naruto um, taking up the mantle of Hokage and just taking charge of the situation and pushing it forward where characters like Shikamaru are basically hesitating. So I like that. I like when Naruto takes charge, um, kinda exerts or basically showcases his dominance and his ability, his decision-making skills. That's on full display for this chapter and I like it. I like when Naruto plays his part as Okage and makes the necessary or the tough decisions. I like it. Uh, what I didn't like in the beginning though is it feels like let me tell you what this chapter feels like. It feels like the writer Kodachi has kind of dumbed down some of the characters all for the sake of bringing up persons, all 1% of persons who may only um, have gotten into the series through Boruto and probably haven't watched Naruto. It kind of serves as a way to get them up to speed um, regarding the Otsutsuki, telling you who they are, what they're about, and what they hope to accomplish. Because in this chapter, we have characters like Naruto and Shikamaru who have an experience with the God Tree during the course of the war, but they make no reference or connection to it. They seem completely lost to all the information that Amada has to display. And this is, isn't the only dumbing down of the characters. It feels like in the first part where, Sh where Borto's asking what does um, Amada mean by defection, like... Boruto is built up to has been built up as that character that's been built up as a genius. So 
even if he didn't know the you know this seems like a minor nitpick but even if he didn't know the meaning of the word you'd think he did allow him to use like context clues it would be better if they had phrased it as him asking a question like yo does he mean like he ran away from car and probably Samaritan could have still responded to him but when he straight up just asked what does he mean by defection that, that kind of seemed odd to me for a character of boruto that they market as you know a genius but hey that's just me but anyway, so we find out, or at least the main characters find out that Amado is seeking asylum in Belief. And of course, Naruto pu pushes the conflict aside, the ten well, not the tension, but the whole initial conflict aside and aside to bring him back to the Akage's office. So there's that. Of course, we also get a scene where we have Kud reporting back to Jigen that there's nothing going on in the dimension with the Tentails. And of course, he's just bored, so there's that. But surprisingly, he they haven't gotten anything from Boro, which we know is dead at this point. So I'm surprised Jigen or anybody else hasn't been sent to check up on him, so that's strange. Of course, this chapter also features um, Kashi and Koji finally stepping up and confronting Jigen, which does well in terms of progressing the plot. So if nothing else, the chapter does well at doing that, if nothing else. Now, we're we get back into the confrontation between Amado and the higher-ups and main cast of the Leaf at the moment. We have an interesting... We have an interesting moment between Amado and Shikamaru. They still decide to tie him up for some reason, even though he's already showcased that it doesn't really... It's meaningless, as he says. But he basically says he can still blow up the bomb around Shikadai's neck. Of course, this pisses off Shikamaru because at the end of the day, he's still a dad, so... Characterization wise, I thought that was alright, but again, the characterization for Naruto in this chapter is still on show because he remains level-headed and kind of just tries to bring things back down to earth and push things forward where getting the information is concerned. So I definitely like that in terms of how Naruto was portrayed in this chapter. Now, of course, we get more into the dialogue between Kashin Koji and Jigen, and like a lot of persons would have speculated already or even if you didn't speculate like probably at the back of your head you expected it that yo Jigen already knew that Kashin Koji was a spy more than likely or at least he was up to something that's not in alignment with their goals and that was basically 100% on display for this chapter which was good which is good because again it progresses the plot it doesn't really slow down the piercing for no reason um, back to the information, because this chapter kind of jumps between Kashi and Koji, between the Karabias and Konoha. Now, in terms of the information that we got, as I said, regarding the Otsutsuki, of course, we already knew they were aliens, which was reiterated in this chapter. Um, of course, this is the first time we've heard them being phrased as are called parasites, but for all intents and purposes, that's not too surprising either. Of course, they do go around with the goal of devouring the life energy of the planet by absorbing its chakra through planting divine trees and all for the purpose of getting chakra fruits. Of course, the only pieces of new information that we get here is that they always use the tentils when they attack a planet. They Apparently, the tentils itself is the seed. Basically, they plant it, then it grows into the god tree, which we also saw within the Fort Great Ninja War. Um, with the previous tentacles becoming the god tree so that's not too surprising and of course apparently the chakra fruit also call, um, 
consists of genetic information which the Otsutsuki used to evolve themselves basically. So perpetual evolution basically is the goal of the Otsutsuki through draining planets. So as I said about 60 to 70 percent of the information that we got from a model was pretty much information we already knew or it's not too far beyond the scope of what we already knew or could have possibly speculated on anyway. So that's basically it. So I still have to speak for the audience. It's kind of hard to wait a month to actually get information that we already know. The only two new pieces of information really is just the genetic information from the chakra fruit and they use tentils at every planet basically. So that's the only really new two pieces of information that we got um, for the most of that explanation there. But even though it's information we know already, um, it's still a call to action because now the characters know what they're up against, what's at stake, and they can at least do something with that information now going forward. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword is basically what I'm saying. The only other problem I had is that there's no... Considering this is information that a lot of us know already as the audience, even from Naruto, I found it very strange that Naruto, Shikamaru, they don't make any connection, any reference to the tree back in the war, to Kaguya, to anything. The only person I felt that was portrayed or written like kind of like in character from a knowledge or experience standpoint was Sasuke when he mentions that, yo, yeah, it's the chakra food he's Amado's basically referring to in this conversation as the ultimate goal. So that was definitely a negative for me. It just didn't seem right. Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's basically it. Um, of course, we also find out that Jigen was an ordinary human before, but he became an Otsutsuki. No. The dynamic between Jigen and Ishiki Otsutsuki is something that is and needs to be explained or explored or shown to us, the audience, going forward. Because the way it's phrased in this chapter, it does seem like it gives the impression that Jigen has his own consciousness and his own goals set aside apart from Ishiki Otsutsuki. They didn't phrase it like, yo, he became an Otsutsuki, but Amado still calls him Jigen. He doesn't call him Amado. I'm sorry, he doesn't call him Ishiki. But probably they'll get into that next chapter as we eventually find out that yes, Amado was the one that planted the information, the coordinates on the blimp. So, <laughs> so that's one answer to that mystery. And of course, he's been working with Kashi and Koji all along. So there's definitely that. Of course, speaking of Kashi and Koji, as I said earlier, Jigen has always been aware of the fact that the blimp crash was actually caused by Amado and Kashi and Koji. Which probably isn't too shouldn't be too surprising for Kashi and Koji, but instead of like instantly getting pissed off and wanting to kill him, he wants to find out why Kashi and Koji and Amado have like betrayed him. Because we also find out that all inner members of Kara, their goal is to get the chakra fruit. Why we don't know. Probably as we go along, we'll get the individual reasons why each of them wanted the chakra fruit. So. To that end, we're going to be progressing into more backstories for the Kara members more than likely as we get into the fight between Kashi and Koji. As he and Jigen begin their fight, we have G um, Kashi and Koji throwing some shuriken. Of course, he gets stabbed, but it turns out to be a, um, a shadow clone. So, apparently, Kashi and Koji has always been created to, <laughs> to kill Jigen, and he's never wanted the tracker fruit, and that's where the chapter basically ends. Um, hopefully I didn't miss anything there, but as I said, 
it was it was a decent chapter like probably like a seven out of ten or probably like a six and a half i wouldn't say it's one of the greatest chapters but at the end of the day we have to acknowledge the faults acknowledge the positives and find a middle ground a lot of information we already knew a lot of the characters didn't react the way they, they're supposed to react given their experience with the previous god tree but at the same time and even boruto's like it was a minor nitpick but even boruto in the beginning seemed kind of off given he's marketed as being a genius but all in all the characters are getting the information that they need to actually progress the plot and take actions going forward and we also have a lot of progression we are finally into the long-awaited fight between Kashi and koji and jigen so that is definitely something and of course we're getting more into the you know why card um do what they do basically even though it's not much you know wanting the chakra fruit is all right but why would you know cyborgs want the chakra fruit so i think we'll be getting more into that as we go along so there's definitely that um but at the same time the only other few things i can like finally comment on is that I'm wondering if Kashin Kojiri, if he really expects to defeat Jigen even in this weakened state because the fact that Jigen himself already knew that Kashin Koji collaborated with Amado to crash their blimp so that Kawaki could escape. More than likely Kashin Koji has some sort of backup plan more than likely in case he fails. So that's one thing to consider. I'm kind of interested in seeing how that plays out. What was the goal or what was the aim in letting Kawaki escape? Of course, more unlikely, the karma is a secret to beating Jigen, which Kashin Koji has stated before. So that probably forms part of the backup plan. And then speaking of karma, um, of course, Sasuke deduces in this chapter that, yo, Jigen isn't the one that's trying to drain the planet, but... It's a person that gave Jigen the karma seal. And of course, we'll be getting explanations and add more of a deep dive into the, you know, the things or the history behind the karma seal in the next chapter. But given the nature of the Otsutsi clan, more than likely, you know, it's stuff that we've already been speculating on already, where the karma seal is a way for them to revive themselves and all that jazz and blues and take over the body. But I'm kind of interested in seeing or hearing more on that because it's going to tie into the history of Jigen and Ishiki as characters more than likely because time and time again in this chapter they basically make a distinction between Jigen and even though they don't call him by name they still make a distinction between him and Ishiki Otsutsuki so I'm interested in seeing it um how the dynamic between the Otsutsuki and the horse actually goes in more detail so there's that but all in all, as I said, it's a six and a half to a seven. It's not a bad chapter. It's okay. It's it's okay to a, almost a good. The plot progresses. Um, but you've heard my minor nitpicks already. But all in all, still liked it. Has its problems. I'm not going to, <laughs> not going to like deny that. It definitely had its problems, but still a good chapter. Still a good chapter. Let me know what you thought about the chapter in the description, well, description, the comments below. And of course, if you want to talk to me more on it, apart from the comments, you can definitely check out my link to my Discord server in the description box below. So there's definitely that. But all in all, that's all I got, people. Be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. Because there's so much more to come in the future. I feel like I've heard someone say that before. But yeah, <laughs> yo, just look out for the Dragon Ball Super Manga Chapter 59 review. 
Definitely coming probably tomorrow. Best case scenario, like late, late tonight, but let's see how this goes. But if there's anything I missed, let me know as well, and I'll see you guys in the next one.